so I guess I don't know, I'm pretty much ready to go. Ready, okay. So as always, welcome to the Zen Rule. Ah, see, mess up. <laughs> it's normal. So as always, welcome to the Zenfulness Podcast, and I'm sitting down today with another guest, a good friend of mine, another good friend of mine, Inder, and this guy is super smart. He's a psychology major in university, uh, and he's about to go traveling, and he's just a really interesting dude, uh, just knows a lot of books, and you'll notice why when you start listening to him. So I'm going to hand over the mic to Inder and let him explain himself, and then we'll dive into some interesting topics today. Cool. Thanks for having me, man. Um, it's awesome. And so, yeah, I go to university, study psychology, and um, I'm traveling to Southeast Asia for a solo trip soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So why did you pick Southeast Asia? It just called to me. Yeah. It was that or South America. And then I just want to see the world and get out of this like repetitive mind loop in Calgary. Yeah, and, and I noticed that too, like, I always have that urge to go travel somewhere, just to mix it up and get out of, like, I don't know, I feel like when you're in a place too long, you kind of get really used to, like, what you're doing every single day, right, but traveling really gets you out of that, that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, and, I, and new things come, and I mean, I remember going to Vancouver and just seeing the beautiful city, walking down downtown, it was just so amazing and and i got more closer to like what i wanted and what's in my heart mm-hmm. yeah have, so, have you ever traveled uh yeah i've been to vancouver actually vancouver was is i was blown away when i saw vancouver yeah. <laughs> seriously like i i don't even have a comment <laughs> it was just beautiful um but yeah so like what, what would you say is what like what are you looking for when you travel yeah, I just, I want to build, like, this solid confidence, knowing that I can take care of myself in a foreign country, and, yeah, um, other than that, I just want to just really experience life, because I feel like, so I'm 20, and a lot of young people, they don't know what they want to do with their lives, and from many mentors, from people who are 30, 25, 40, who have amazing careers and they love their lives, they all tell me one thing when I ask them, what do I do with my life? Mm-hmm. And they all say, go travel. They say, Inder, you haven't experienced the world yet. You don't know what's out there. That's why you don't know what you want. So take a year off. It's not the end of the world. Just go do it and see what's really out there. And I find we're so reluctant to just take time off because we have to finish so quickly. We have to get into these jobs and finish our degrees right away or else we feel like we're getting left behind Mm -hmm. and everyone else is running. They're going to just leave us. But uh, the crazy thing is like after graduating from university and us going into jobs, we, we're all going to get separated anyways. So, I mean, like, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed even there's a lot of, like, mental barriers to why people don't travel. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my dad, and he, I know he wants to go to New York. Like, he, his mom grew up there in New York, and he wants to go visit that. 
So I was, t- I was tell- telling my dad, I was like, Dad, you should go to New York. You should, like, you go anytime you want. And you're like, what's holding you back? And, he's, and he always has the excuse. He's like, oh, like, well, I want to bring everyone. And I'm like, okay, you could bring everyone or you could just go alone. Like, what's stopping you? And I think what really is stopping him is it's, it's just that stepping out of your routine. It's going to a foreign place where you're not really used to it. And I think solo travel, that's really what it teaches you. Because when you go somewhere alone and you're like, whoa, I can, I can handle this. Like, I'm in this foreign place totally alone. And I get to like, I think part of it too is actually spending time alone. I feel like a lot of people these days are scared of that because we're always overstimulated, you know? We're always with people, we always have like things going on. But when you're alone, all that stuff goes away, the noise goes away. And then you're just left with you and you have to deal with like yourself, like the real you. You See what I mean? I remember when I was like 18, I would never have alone time. I was either on my phone or on my computer in class. I was just always doing something. And so a year ago, I went to a meditation retreat and it was about a 10 day retreat. And I had to be silent for 10 days, no phone, no laptop, no writing, totally isolated from the whole world for 10 full days. And we're meditating about eight <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. I don't that know if you intense. knew that, that I went. No, I didn't know. Yeah. I did not know that. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. And the amount of clarity I gained from that, like I stepped back in the, I came to Calgary. Yeah. And I saw a new fucking Calgary, man. I thought it was like Italy or something. I saw the buildings actually for the first time. But I think part of that too is because you changed, right? It's like when you go into deep meditations and spend a long time alone, you start to meet different different parts of Inder, different parts of Jeremiah. You start to meet like, I've never seen this part of myself before because there's so much going on that I, I never like, because it, it takes time, you know, like meditation or like learning about yourself when you're alone, it's actually really difficult to do. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's weird. It's like you're sitting there, you're like, okay, okay like yeah. <laughs> who is this guy? Yeah, millions of things come up and I got in touch with a lot of suffering that I had inside myself and I felt this is just my experience and everyone's is different but I felt super depressed when I was there seriously like I was like wow like like this is what's going on with my life and but coming back I've had the happiest year of my life Mm. so would you say that you felt depressed because you left it so long until you went to a point like that and like got to you know learn about yourself and well I just didn't see what was going on like yeah just diving in like what are the actual sensations in my body all those sensations are just covered up by like food drugs drinking and like I mean I don't do a lot of that but even things like my phone and Mm -hmm. games just so many things they just numb us and there's all these sensations in our body and we don't actually know they're there and we're actually running from them moment to moment. Yeah, that, that was just like me too. Like I used to, in university, second year, I used to play League of Legends 24-7. Yeah. Like just to the point, it was like, it numbed me, you know, like I played so many games. I probably played, out of all my friends, I played the most games, 2,000 games okay. in three months, right? And part of the reason why I did that is because I was afraid to, I didn't really know who I was. I didn't, it was, I was, I'm growing up and I'm in this new place 
and I didn't want to move forward. You know, I didn't want to learn about myself. I just wanted to play games because I could lose myself in that reality. It was an easy escape for me. <clears throat> and those games are like a microcosm of life, because something like League, like I, I played a lot of League. I was like platinum. And it was, it was oh, yeah. lots I was of trying fun. to get to platinum actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone boosted me. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, the boost right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I lost all the rake games and demoted. But um, those games give people a sense of purpose, because there's a, there's an objective to get to. You know, like mm-hmm. level up, get better ranks. There's a social communication. You literally have people that you play with, and you you know there's ranked teams, and um, it's like you get that social aspect. And then there's like the constant positive reinforcement of like, you know, you kill someone or you know you take down a tower, and it's just like these are things that we're supposed to get from actual life. Yeah, exactly, and that's truly what I was searching for when I played these games like Warcraft or League. Warcraft taught me a lot about life, though, but. When it comes back to league, I was searching for purpose. Like I, I didn't university. I, I loved it a lot. I learned a lot from it. But League of Legends, it was like the place where I could grind. I could achieve something. I could see the stats increase, and that, and I was going. I was trying to work towards something. That's really what it gave me, and that's why, like, even though it took a lot of years of my life, I really appreciate it in a weird way. I, I won't. I won't go back to it because I realize nowadays, instead of playing league, why don't you make your life, the video game. Yeah. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. instead of like collecting coins in World of Warcraft gold coins, make your bank account <laughs> the gold coins, right? It's like yeah. level up that, like, but. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was linking, linking to solo, just traveling and kind of getting out of a routine. That's what uh, the meditation retreat taught me. Because I just snapped out of this routine that I was in in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And I'm there and with different people and different foods and a different place to stay. And no influence. Like, I'm, I, we can't talk to each other. There's no communication. So it's dead silent. Yeah. Oh, man. Literally, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's How did the you craziest do that? Thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, so, you, you know, you walk into the meditation hall and sit down and then meditate for an hour or two, depending on the session. Then you're done, walk out, go into the kitchen, grab your food, sit down, eat, yeah. walk out, go back to your room for a break. And all of that done in silence. <laughs> and there's about maybe 60 people in total. And it's like 30 men, 30 women. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's funny when, cause in the hall it's dead quiet. There's like about 60 people all together. And it's like if one person even like burps, the whole hall hears it. <laughs> and then when people start, some guy like farts, it's like, it gets really <laughs> funny. Some people are snoring in there. And, uh, but the most challenging part is just sitting there with the, my legs crossed for an hour with no movement. Wow. And uh, it's crazy because there's pains, but a lot of those pains, they they start to go away. You know, it's it's like, it's like those pains aren't really there. And I had this insane pain in my right hip mm. when I was sitting and I just sat on it and I just let it happen. It was so excruciating, but in one moment it just all disappeared. And I was like, wow, you know, because we're always like reacting to sensations and we're never like settling into them, you know? and 
that's why fast food is such a amazing like um like addiction like, you know like so many people are just everyone loves fast food right it's yeah. so easy to get and it's like just stimulus on top of stimulus and why yeah it's just to run away from what's going on yeah and i think it's it's because it pierces through the fog you know what I yeah mean? Like, you when you get those like really like high fructose corn syrup or a lot of sugar and salt it can like pierce through that and like those earthy good tasting foods usually they don't taste too well you know you have to be like really in tune with yourself or just really present to like feel like like the freshness of it the taste of it and like see those nutrients go into you and i think that's the same thing you probably felt with with like when you went to your meditation res- retreat is because your body had all this resistance to it you're like why am i here why am i doing this and then you had like these pains in your body and then as you just accepted it and got really present with yourself they kind of went away yeah and I, I think that's but i don't know if i could do it for seven days that's was it seven days or uh 10 days 10 days okay yeah. that's that's a pretty extreme but <laughs> and i'm going again oh man. yeah and and seriously i recommend it to everyone and like wow just it's like there's a fog in my lens the way i saw life and i came back and that lens was just cleaned up not fully but mm-hmm. a lot more and I grew so much in those 10 days. Literally, that's like a year's worth of meditation. So it's like, it's like just a maturity that happens over those 10 days. It's Yeah, and, and so the interesting nice. thing about that is when you look at just someone like me, right? I've never really done anything like that. Or even taking 10 days off to just think about your life and just meditating on where you want to go, just everything going on, like questions that you have no one really most people don't actually take time like that they're always in work and there's something else then there's something else and there's something else so and it's think about this 10 days relative like to your whole life that's nothing that that's a blip 10 days out of 365 days imagine if you took 10 days out of 365 days just to like get more clear in what you really want to do especially because me and you were, were young you know like that could save us 10 20 30 40 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. of doing something we wouldn't want to ever do mm-hmm. yeah and we're so reluctant to even take time off because we just want to finish the degree and get the job right away but there's so many people who are 30 they have an amazing job that pays them well but they fucking hate it mm-hmm. and then they end up starting all over again like i've talked to some like my mentor he he was an engineer and he was, I don't know, he was maybe 22 or 24. And uh, he hated his engineering job. It was a six figure job and he worked his ass off to get in. But a few years into it, he's like, this isn't what I want to do. So at like maybe 24 or 26, he started all over again and he built like a confidence coaching business. And uh, now he's like super fulfilled and he's like, actually having an impact on people Mm -hmm. and it's interesting too because especially for like i guess this is my experience in university but the whole time looking back at it i wanted to like get out of it i was like so kind of like unconscious i was like oh i just need to get out of here get out of here and now it's actually done i'm like whoa like that time just like flew by so fast it's like where what did i even do in the last five years you see what i mean and i think with that your engineering mentor Probably the same thing happened with him. It's like during school, it's like, oh, I just need to get this engineering job. I need to get to this place. I need to get to this place. And then he gets to the place and he's like, whoa, 
what even happened? Like, like, mm-hmm. why am I in this place? Like, <laughs> and then, then you have to go back and, and just... Because that's the path given to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, go to university, get a job, get a house, have a, get married and have kids. That is the fucking, like, path that's paved out. And, I mean, if that works for you, go do it. But if that doesn't, you know, take steps away from it and see what you really want. Yeah, and I think it, that's a huge problem, too, and it's because it doesn't really work for all people, right? Like, a big thing I've been thinking about lately is how people, are, every person I thought was, like, the same, like, really? But realistically, every person's wired differently. We all have different experiences. We can see the same exact situation and experience it totally different. So it doesn't make sense for like the cookie cutter plan, like get a, go to school, get a good job, get married, get a big house, well, uh, American dream, you're done. You know, it's like, it, it's different now. Like people are different and you can see it in the way they look, you can see it in the way they dress, you can see it in the way they speak, you can see it in the way they do the jobs they choose. It's like, it doesn't make sense for everyone to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still pretty crazy that you did, did that retreat, man. Like, honestly, because I noticed that with you. I was like, even I've noticed, like, the whole time, I was like, oh, like, you're you're pretty present to the moment. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, or you're, like, you're just kind of, like, a calm dude. I've noticed that. You're, like, really calm, and then you take things in, you think about them, and then you, like, you just continue on. Like, you just feel, like, unfazed. <laughs> like, it's almost like you've experienced, I've noticed this, you probably experienced, like, so much of, like, I don't know, just like the ups and downs are just like different parts of life that you just like learn to kind of accept it. And, and yeah. that's why you're calm too. Like. Yeah, I definitely get attached to the, to the pleasure and I resist the pain, but whenever the pain comes, it's like, it slaps me in the face and it's like, just be fucking neutral, man. Mm-hmm. Like don't cling on to the pleasure. Like, yeah, dude, sex is amazing. And, and eating this amazing food, that's so much fun. Like, Oh, I just want to eat chocolate cake all day, but yeah, I know that's going to have repercussions in the future. So no, and that's not even where the actual fulfillment comes. Because I feel like we just we all want fulfillment, but it doesn't come from these little things like having sex, eating food, playing games. It comes from like experiences, and for me, it's it comes from like having an impact on someone. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think the best things in life are when you see yourself grow. And then you can give back because it's such a good cycle. Like you grow a little bit and then you give a little bit and then you're like, okay, now I can grow more and then give more. And it just like, it just feeds mm-hmm. itself. And it's weird too, because when you like give or like share people, a lot, I think a lot of people feel like they're losing something like, oh, like if I like share this podcast or share these ideas, like these are things that I have that I'm losing, but it's like, no, you're, you're gaining because then when you like put all this stuff out for free you're like more stuff you like just naturally want to learn and put out again like yeah it's such a good cycle there's like a quote it's like you can only receive to the extent that you can give and at the end of the day when i'm in my coffin and i'm dead it's not going to matter all the cool things that i had like all the all these amazing experiences and all these nice things and you know the house and all these people I was with like it, it's gonna matter the, the lives that I impacted mm-hmm. you know I don't want to die and people just no one bats an eye 
like 10 people come to my funeral. It's like, fuck that. I want like my funeral to be packed, man. And I want people to remember me. Like there's, there's this premier, uh, man meat buller. Mm-hmm. He died and everyone knew about it. The whole saddle dome was packed and everyone, there's like so many people at his funeral. And that was because he impacted so many people's lives. And at the end of the day, that's all we have. Like, it's just like caring for each other and, and giving to each other. Cause yeah, like I did a course recently and that's that it's called landmark. And it just, it made me really present to that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, especially, um, nowadays too, because I feel like, I feel like social, like people think they need a huge social media following to be relevant and to have an impact on a lot of people. But I think it that social media or anything like that, your likes, how many followers you have, has no effect on how relevant you are, how many people you help. You see, you could be someone who completely no one really knows, but you help a lot of people behind the scenes, and like you're having an impact. Right? It's, I think that's it's it's the whole idea of like you not you don't have to always show it. You just kind of have to like live it. It's like don't talk about it, like live it. And that's probably the same thing with that premiere. It's like the reason why a lot of people probably came to his funeral is because he lived that way. He was that type of person. He, he wasn't always like, oh, like just posting on social media, like, oh, like did this, did this, did this. Yeah. It was just like who he was. It was always for people. And yeah. he actually, when he died, he, he got hit by a car. Oh, like, okay. Or like by, it was a truck or something. And he was actually, he was parked on the side of the road and he was helping someone. Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. And I mean, you know, people like Gandhi, um, just a lot more, like a lot of the top figures that we actually remember, even like Einstein, like these kind of people, they actually contributed. That's why they're so remembered. Like um, Martin Luther King, right? Like, yeah all these people are remembered because they actually made an impact on others. Who the, who the fuck remembers the guy with the Ferrari? And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got the hundred thousand likes, bro. I got the 20 K <laughs> followers. Yeah. That guy, he's gone. Yeah. And, and that's what you start to see too. Like when you study people in Hollywood is you see like there's even on Instagram, I've noticed this lately, like with boot gang. So boot gang, he blew up super fast, right? All of a sudden has like 10 million followers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it crashes back down. And I, was, I really thought about that. I was like, okay, boom gang, this guy put out these funny videos where he'd go in and pretend to steal people's stuff and just leave and peace. And then why couldn't he sustain it? And it's because when you really think about it, it's like, what was he really contributing? It's yeah. like, what's the underlying value of that? And I think that's problem, a problem I've seen in social media because people are almost like selling like prank channels, for example, right? what are you really giving back? It's like you give entertainment, yes, yes, but you always have to top the prank. There's no like underlying value that you can sustain forever. Like if you're someone like Martin Luther King or Gandhi, you're trying to make a true impact in, in society. So like you don't have to top the next, like the last thing you did because it's like you just, it's, it's all one thing. I don't know, that probably sounds weird, but like I've just really noticed that lately. Like. This, it doesn't matter about like likes or it doesn't matter about like followers it just matters about like who that person truly is when no one else really sees them like who are you when you're alone and 
no like the cameras aren't on you like who's the real person mm-hmm. and I think that's when you see like the true people that contribute and what's gonna matter then because mm-hmm. when I'm sitting in my room at night does I really don't give a fuck about how many likes I got and that stuff doesn't matter it matters if dude I saw this guy today and he had anxiety and I helped him deal with that and now he's on a better path and his whole life has shifted because of that mm-hmm. that's what actually matters yeah but well but it's it's interesting because I feel like the same way happened, the same thing kind of happens to me too it's like I could be like doing fitness I'm like okay like I'm not like at the point where I need to be yet and people are like dude yeah I can look at you yeah. like, fuck I want that body bro <laughs> yeah and like that's what I've noticed like we're <laughs> sometimes we're always our worst critics and when you kind of step outside of yourself and start to appreciate like who you are or like the impact you have on people just like this the type of stuff that you've done like then it's like whoa like I never knew this but people want to like be like me and I feel like I'm not ready to like teach people how to do that you see what I mean like well yeah no I can I, I love to teach people and I do I'm kind of I'm helping my friends now mm-hmm. who, who want better relationships and want to communicate better but the and, thing uh, is and they're like you don't realize there's people who someone like you they look up to you I know a lot of people do look up to you man they want to replicate be like you but it's only will it's only if you're open to doing it and, I, and that's actually one of my dreams one of my dreams is to start up a coaching business and uh, teach people communication skills not just dating but like actual like like people who feel social anxiety and whenever they're around people and because I was like that for fucking years, yeah, man. me too. <laughs> oh. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I remember being at a wedding, and and uh, I'm there. It's like a big party. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's talking. And I'm just sitting there in a chair in the corner for hours, just, like, alone on my phone. And uh, my dad was there, actually. And uh, I felt really weird sitting alone. Mm-hmm. So I always had my dad next to me, so I didn't look like a weirdo. Oh, he's a weird guy. And whatever, it's my story. But I struggled so bad, and I, and I was like, I just can't take this anymore. Like, I don't want to struggle with this. I want to be able to communicate. I want to be having fun like everyone else. Like, why the fuck? Like, why do I have this? Like, And then I just went out and came back because it was... We were in another city, mm-hmm. and I came back to Calgary, and uh, I've been working on it ever since, and uh, that was when I was 18. Wow, and that's something that when someone looks at you, they'd never ever expect like something like that. You see what I mean? Maybe, uh, yeah. I and it, it's, it's weird to think that, like, because I know for me, when I came out of that video game phase, I was so bad, I couldn't even look people in the eye. Like, I would go through the university, I was like so, like, in, in just like a just a haze man like I just had no social skills no social ski social cues like and that forced me to learn about it. it's kind of similar to you it forced me to really learn about how to do talk to people how to like live my life normally and and yeah I, I don't know maybe I want to talk a little bit about that actually yeah just I mean we're recording this at the university <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was walking down and I'm just seeing everyone and how we're all so isolated. We're all just glued into our phones, headphones in. And, and I 
remember this when I was in school, like, it felt like I was all alone. And I'm literally surrounded by hundreds of people, but I still feel so disconnected from everyone. And I feel like that's a huge problem young people face. Mm -hmm. Just uh, truly connecting and is, yeah, it's, it's such like, it's an epidemic, man. And with these phones, it's even harder because they just grab our attentions and they give us so much like dopamine release. So yeah, it's just, it's such a like, like daunting issue, man. And I just can't believe we're going through that right now. And I mean, things like depression, uh, anxiety, all these like psychological disorders, they're the highest they've ever been. like. Mm -hmm ever in, in the race of humans like why is that happening now you know and what are we doing to change that like yeah, and i think part of it comes down to how the human connection is a little bit skewed nowadays when you look at social media like i really see this when i look at my um, my little brother and sister i see their friends and it's like how they connect is like through like a like or a comment and it's like whoa this is like our connection but back in the day when I was growing up, it was like my connection was like I was out with my friends outside skateboarding, talking, like like hanging out, you know, exploring, like walking around, playing soccer, stuff like that, like in real life, not through Instagram. Yeah, and so many people when they're having, I know a lot of people, they kind of have a conversation. They just have to have their phone out and they're just texting or they're, the amount of people that aren't present in a conversation, it's like, like, wow, like, Dude, like, cause that actually, that's such a fulfilling thing just to sit down with someone and just be fully there, like all distractions cut out mm -hmm. and just like seriously connect with someone. And part of it too is presence, true presence is actually addicting. It, it feels good. Like it feels good to actually engage your mind and just be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, instead of being just unconscious and just consuming 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 right, right. it's like i've noticed that like you scroll through like social media or you eat all these like bad foods and you come out and you just feel like kind of dazed like what did i s yeah. spend the last 20 porn, minutes doing? Porn, yeah. porn is such a big one. Oh, yeah man. yeah that's like, like seriously the it's like the amount of uh uh like sexual content where someone consumes in like an hour of porn that's like more than, you know, a caveman would consume in his whole life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just a statistic. I, that might be off, but like the idea is like, that's a lot of fucking stimulation. We just get so numb and disconnected from here. And the thing with the presence, yeah, it's addicting, but I feel like the activity that we're doing, it, the threshold has to increase. So maybe for some people it might be a conversation, but then, over time that might change to being on a stage or that might change to snowboarding, like some more intense activity. Mm -hmm. And then that requires more like resourcefulness and being effective at it. And then that's where the presence comes in. And it's just like a nice blend of the two. And like some of the top performing people in the world, like you gotta be present. Like w when they're <laughs> doing that, like if someone is, just skiing off the top of a fucking cliff. They can't be thinking about what they're going to eat in that hour. They got to think about, holy shit, there's snow here and I got to move my little skates. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. 
man. <laughs> yeah, and the and the and the thing with with dating, what I see is just so many guys, like all guys, just. I feel like it's so important for a man to be connected to a woman, and if he wants that, you know, he should be able to get that. There shouldn't be a barrier. You know, he should be able to experience the things he want he wants to experience. Cause it's mm. such a beautiful thing to have, man. And guys, I feel like they don't know that they can actually work at this, you know, and. It's funny because they work at the wrong things. A lot of what we're told is, you know, get the good job, have a lot of money, you know, look really cool and good in, and look good in front of people, and then you'll get the girl. But none of that, that doesn't really translate into getting the girl. Because what it is with a guy and a girl, it's just having a real connection. Mm-hmm. And that's where the actual joy is, and that's where, like, a lot of the fulfillment comes from, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's, I know what, like, I've craved, and I think that's what everyone really craves. It's that true connection with a person. It's like you, it's like you don't want to be on the date and, like, someone's scrolling through their phone, someone's, like, there with you, but they're not actually there. You know, that sucks. And then you spend all this time, like, let's say you're meeting a girl, you spend all this time, like, working up to it, and you're like, whoa. Like, it's, it would actually be better out. You don't want to have the feeling where like you feel like, oh, why am I even here? Yeah. Right? You actually want to be there with the person. Yeah. Do you have any specific questions about this? Because uh, I, yeah, sure I, I, like, I have like a general area, but it's... So it's like, what would you say the biggest thing that guys struggle with when it comes to dating or relationships? Yeah, so I've I've been working on dating and relationships for about a year and a half now, and uh, you know I've I've seen a couple of girls, maybe six or seven. Yeah, so that's kind of where I come from, and I see that the biggest thing guys struggle with when it comes to like dating and relationships or even anything in life, it's the story that they tell themselves. So. A guy, when he is not able to get a girl, he'll often say things like, fuck, I'm probably not good enough. Fuck, I'll probably never get this. Like, like maybe it won't happen. Maybe it's like something to do with me. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I wasn't born right, I wasn't raised right. Like, will this ever happen? And he talks to himself in such a disempowering way. And the, the thing is, all of that is just a story. Yeah. When in reality, the only thing that matters to success is just consistent action. Seriously, if a guy just goes out three days a week, you know, and he talks to five girls each time he goes out, and he does that for a few months, and he knows where to work at his mistakes, he can get the result that he wants, right? He can get a girlfriend, he can have options in his dating life and it's just with the action and the thing is it's so easy to just slack off like and i think part of that too is see for a lot of guys the rejections hurt and it's i've noticed this because let's say you you're like you talk to a girl and then all of a sudden you're like oh this girl didn't like me because of the way i looked or the way like it's that's such an easy thing to point at and it's like no it's like 
you just <laughs> like it, like how do I explain this? It's just an easy crutch. You see what I mean? It's like the way I look, the way I dress, like, and they just focus on the, that thing. Yeah. It's like, the, like I can't get girls because girls don't like the way I look. I can't get girls because the way I dress. I can't get girls because I'm not Jack. It's like they focus on those little things, and then they don't take any action. It's just an easy crutch. You see what I mean? And yeah. instead, it's like just delete that. You spend so much time thinking about how you want to talk to this girl just talk actually or, talk to the girl it's or, just, or they spend time working on those areas for so long mm-hmm. that they never actually take action in talking to a girl and I, I have a friend totally like this like it's actually funny because if you listen to the podcast <laughs> you'll probably know who you are but I tell you every single time and um, I won't say his name but this guy is literally like every girl I've seen that he talks to they just like they love this guy but the thing is he's so like he's so into talking to all these girls like it's a stat like it's like a number he needs to always increase up i'm like dude like instead of trying to meet every girl you know just like find the girl that's right for you you don't have to be this guy and that that's the thing that holds him back really because he's i don't think he's had a girlfriend or like someone he's really um so he just meets a lot of girls but he just yeah he just meets like I think he will probably has a girlfriend, but he just meets all these girls and he just, I don't know if he's really happy because what's the point of like meeting all these girls if you're not going to like form a connection or a bond with any yeah. of them? And that's it. I mean? like, like, is there anything else? Like, do they go on dates and see? Well, like, I, I'm not sure. I think he just likes to just, <laughs> just talk to, to new girls and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's such, it just feels like it's a superficial barrier because instead of going broad you know just go go deep like you know, i talked about this in the last podcast with jackie but what we're talking about essentially is you can either go broad so wide you can talk to as many people as you can and get like these small little relationships or you can like find someone and then get some depth there you know learn about the real person go deep form like a really good bond a good connection a good friendship for life and I think that's really what so many people crave nowadays is that that strong bond you know that strong yeah. relationship or connection that you know you can go into the world and you know someone has your back you know someone is really supporting you you're not like oh this is how many likes I have this is like the validation this is how many tinder like matches I have mm-hmm. like that's such a small superficial barrier it doesn't give you anything when you really when you run into a problem in your life and you really need help it doesn't matter how many tinder matches you have it doesn't matter how many likes you have on facebook it doesn't matter how many little like short convos you've had in person what matters is like this is this person i can call him right now i need to talk yeah i need some help yeah you know you, you want people like that yeah and a lot of that can come out through taking action and I feel like a lot of guys want that with a girl because I see guys and they have tons of guy friends and they're so connected with guys but they still and and they struggle with girls and they really want that so linking back to the whole like talking to as many people there's guys who go out and they just approach like 20-30 girls when they're out you know out in the day or out at night and it's like, dude, that's maybe at the start if you're just getting over the fear, but if you actually <laughs> want to continue and create something, you got to tone it down, man. And 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but... No, but I, I understand it too, though, because I feel like for guys who just approach a lot of girls, right, you never have to, like, as you go deeper and deeper with one person or connect more and more, you're kind of putting yourself out more and there's more room for rejection. And the pain could be more, like, a little bit more. You see what I mean? Like, let's say you go approach a girl and talk to her. If what, What's the worst that could happen? See what I mean? It could be like, oh, like, I just don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden it stops. It goes away. But let's say you've been dating a girl for six months and then it goes to a year and then two years. That pain, that loss, the fear of loss of losing something like that is like you're more invested and it could hurt you more than just a short conversation. Right? Because how many girls can you date for two years or three years or five years? How many of those can you have in your life compared to the short five minute conversation about politics? You can have a lot of five minute conversations about politics with a lot of people. You can have infinite conversations about politics with a lot of people, but you can't really have too many five year, two year, Mm -hmm. one year strong relationships with people. And you know, I think with that guy, I don't think he, I'm just assuming, but I don't think any guy enjoys the actual just initial five minute conversation. I'm sure that guy probably wants... Does his name start with a T? <laughs> no, I think I know we, we, Yeah, we can't. Is it okay? Know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, we, we can't... We don't have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I, th- I think he's actually... He, I think what he is addicted to is he's addicted to, like, the high it gives him. It's, like, it's more for... To increase his stat than it is to... No, because I've talked to him. I, we've gone out and, and he wants this. He wants the results. Like, literally... And uh, the mistake I feel like he's making is he's just, just he's just doing too many fucking approaches. He's not taking each approach seriously, as if like this is an actual woman. She could actually you know be my partner. She, we could have a connection mm-hmm. for a few months. And yeah, the the big mistake guys fall into this is when they go out, they're approaching twenty girls, and instead they can just approach one or two you know each time like Mm -hmm. for example like yeah like because i remember walking down like two years ago i'd be in the mall and Mm -hmm. i you know i'm grabbing some clothes and i'm just walking down the mall and i see this really cute girl and i'm like i'm looking at her and she's kind of looking at me and i'm like dude i really want to go talk to this girl i I really want to take this forward Mm -hmm. but i wasn't able to and it's like now I have that skill and now it's like if I go to a coffee shop or I'm at a seminar or wherever I go it's like I have that skill and I can just go up and I feel like a lot of guys you know they want that they want to like guys go out and they see an attractive girl when they're going about their day grabbing a coffee and they're like yeah I really want to like talk to her get something going but they don't know how and and the thing is, that's what I, well, the point I want to make is it's, it's really simple to get good at this. Like every time, you know, you go out, you're working at the coffee shop, just go talk to one or two girls each time. Mm-hmm. Do that for weeks and uh, the, the growth will just stack up. And remember to break down what happened. Break down, make sure you're making improvements. Don't just blindly go out and keep approaching. That's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Do that if you're getting over the fear. But if you will not get better at doing that, and I know guys 
who've been in this way longer than me and they just waste years at this wasting years just approaching they there's some guys they go out for two years you know they approach tons of girls but it's like no dates no girlfriend no nothing out of that it's just a fucking waste and the the biggest key to get good at this or anything is having mentors have someone who has the result that you want and follow that find that person get around that person in real life or get some kind of skype coaching something from them and get advice from them Mm -hmm. and that has just saved me so much time like i can see the improvement compared to people who started when i started and it's just like i made just leaps through mentors yeah everywhere i was watching this but i've noticed this in my life like usually if you hang around friends with like who have amazing relationships you know like or amazing friendships automatically you'll just kind of stumble upon one too it's just kind of normal to you but if all your friends don't have those relationships or connections then it's just like you're just not used to it it's it's not in the in, in the norm in the norm for yeah. you right it's like you're thinking from your mind like oh i have to go talk to this this girl and it's gonna be like this big thing you see what I mean? But when all your friends are, they just have these amazing relationships and connections, it's just normal to you. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And it's funny because a guy, if he, if he kind of struggles with women, his friends will also be in that same boat. And for that guy, he's got to get around friends who have some kind of results. And just getting in that environment, it's, it's so powerful. So I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, like... So what would you say women struggle with, from your opinion, the most when it comes to relationships and dating and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like men struggle a lot with this, but it's also like there's a lot of things women can work on too. And, huh, you know, that's a, it's kind of like a touchy subject, but I would say, I don't know. I find that some women actually crave like negative reactions from guys like they like they want abuse and not physical but like even like emotional abuse and when a guy actually treats them well and treats them with love they actually run away from that you know like some girls you know if you approach them in the street they're gonna be like super weirded out like oh my god that's such a weird thing like why would you do that you're a fucking weird guy man and uh yeah they kind of have a different viewpoint so yeah i don't know i don't know too much about women's psychology Mm -hmm. but all i know is that there's always a girl for a guy right there's always someone out there and it's like very possible like to have that success in dating Mm -hmm. and i think part of the women thing is i've seen that there's there's some women out there i guess that they almost want to like kind of like hurt guys on purpose like they they feel hurt so they're like oh like i don't know like mess around with this guy and just like mm-hmm. mess him over right and like it's weird it's weird but it happens and that's why i realized like you really got to be careful like you really got to be careful like as a guy as a girl like, yeah and it goes, you mean? like there's some it goes both yeah, ways yeah it goes both ways honest, like yeah. there's some guys i know like even with friendships like there's some guys i know that they really want to like mess around with other guys just like mess with your head just crazy things like that like they're just 
and it's part of it I think is because they're hurt in, internally yeah. so it's like it's kind of like that quote like hurt people hurt people right but that's not really a good excuse at all because at the end of the day you get to take control of like you get to own up who you are yeah. you see what I mean like you don't have to continue the cycle of pain like and I feel like a lot of people fall into this we'll, we'll probably cut all this stuff out <laughs> yeah but, but it's crazy because guys also hurt girls mm-hmm. and there's a lot of just like fucking jerks out there, man, who just treat girls like crap and just lie to them and do all this bullshit. And it's like, yeah, like it's people in general, you know, and, and I mean, the more aware someone gets, the more that will be lessened. And, uh, yeah, and I think especially from my point of view as you grow up you start to notice it like you notice the signs earlier on right so let's say you like meet this girl or you meet this friend and you just can tell like okay this person is getting to like probably mess around with me later down the line and you just you're at this point where you've just experienced it so many times that you kind of just don't really have that the effort for it anymore you're like okay like i just like it's not that i don't like want to build this friendship or this connection with you or like this relationship it's that I actually just like, I don't have like the, the effort for this or I don't have like the emotional stability for this anymore, right? You can see it ahead of time and be like, okay, like, thank you, like, but I, I just can't do it anymore. And you just continue on. Yeah. I, I can't like get dragged down. It's, it's low, vib- low vibrational energy. And I find know? that all that kind of hurt people put onto other people, none of it's personal, mm-hmm. you know? like. If you're getting hurt by, if someone, if you're the victim of someone's like emotional abuse, oftentimes it has nothing to do with you. That person will just find someone else to do that to. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think as, as people, we, we take a lot of the reactions we get as personal, but, um, you know, Robert Greene was talking about this. He has a new book, Laws of Human Nature, and he says, we interact with others based on projections and uh, assumptions about them. We project ourselves onto them and we just assume things that about them, but oftentimes mm-hmm. we don't really know anything about them. And what we interact with is their superficial front, mm-hmm. just a little front that you know, we all have it and we put it on. And it's like we're never really interacting with someone. And that's why I think learning social skills and Understanding psychology is so important. It can be applied to dating, to business, into health, like just all facets of life. Yeah, yeah and, and I totally agree. Like I know that's been something I've been struggling with lately is it's actually meeting new people because I have so many, I'm 23 years old, but I have so many like assumptions that when I meet someone, it's like, I almost, I don't judge them. Actually, I, I do just in a sense, like, okay, like, is this person going to be a good fit for someone, like, with my personality, right? And I've noticed that before, I, I didn't really have that. Like, at some point, I could just, like, meet someone and just see them for who they are. But nowadays, I really s- struggle with that. Like, I'll meet someone and be like, okay, I, I don't know if I can be friends. Like, I don't know if we can, I can sustain this. I don't know if, because it, it's weird, but I, it's, maybe it's a fault of me. Well, I mean, but, we all have that. We yeah. just... We see someone and we make just millions of assumptions off of the first impression that they have or they give a few information, a few bits of information and 
And it's like we create this whole story about who they are. And I see myself doing this, you know, projecting onto other people like, oh, he's so enlightened and wow, he must be so like wealthy and live such an amazing life. And then I find out the guy's broke. He kind of hates his life and he's struggling and he has fears and problems just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, so a really big lesson I, I had recently was don't make assumptions about people, you know, and because not because it's bad or it's wrong, but just because they're inaccurate and I'm going to interact with the person and not see who they are. I'm just going to like get in. You know, the other thing guys struggle with is just getting in their own way. Mm-hmm. When they're talking to a girl, they're not even fucking talking to the girl. They're talking to themselves and they're just <laughs> talking to all the crap and all the insecurities about themselves. And it's just like, they're not there for a woman. And, and a woman knows when you're really present with her and they can truly test whether you're being honest. And, and like, if you're actually being genuine in what you say, or if you're just trying to impress her, they've been trained from fucking evolution from years and years <laughs> of evolution, man. We grew up in tribes, right? Women... They grew around, they sat in, in with the other women and they would converse. And that's why women naturally have higher social skills as a baseline compared to men. But that doesn't mean men can't go up to that and improve that. No, of course they can. But they just have that baseline. And, and uh, that's why it's so important to be authentic and always state your true intentions and, and what you have. Just with like any relationship, you know, business, personal, professional, um, romantic, mm. anything. Yeah, like I totally agree. And I think it's so important to stay true to yourself. You know, like a big thing for me was I wanted to start Zenfluence.com for s- such a long time. You know, and like in the back of my mind, I wasn't really staying true to myself and it was hindering me. And it's weird that now that I've started doing the podcast and everything, I just feel so much more like I don't have to hide this anymore, you know, because before it was, it was weird. It was like, Oh, like I don't want to tell people about like the self development, like this website and like these thoughts and these ideas, like that's what will people think about me? You know, like it's, but, and I've always felt bad because it wasn't, it was a front. Like that wasn't truly who I was. And you know when I heard that you had a, uh, a Zenful, you had the website Zenfulness, you have all these cool books on there, and you started this podcast, I was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> so fucking cool, man. Yeah. And it's like, man, if people hit on that, dude, like, it's like, we're not even, we're not going to hang out with them anyways, so why does it matter? And yeah. They're going to live their lives. This is just a different traje- trajectory of life. And I think part of it too is, I feel like people kind of some people knew that I wanted to do it so much but I like was kind of I kind of held back and I was like and that's the thing I see you can you can see it everywhere around you you can look at someone and be like damn this person wants to do this so much I can see it in their face I can see it in like everywhere in their body you know like even with you like and with your coaching stuff I can see it I can literally see it in you You're like built for this but it's <laughs> like I want it for you I, I want it to make you happy and like People wanted it to make me happy. You see what I mean? It's like, because that's, I don't know. Like you just, I just, I want to be happy. I want others to be happy. Right. Why can't you just do your, just do your thing. Just be yourself. Just let, let it go. Let all of, like, don't worry about 
what people think about you. Don't worry about whether you'll be good enough to do it or start. Just like what you'll think about it, just let it go and just just open the open the gates and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I definitely have this a lot where I was scared to even post a picture on Instagram because mm-hmm. I didn't want to want people to see me. And I mean, I still don't have a Facebook picture. And yeah, but at the end of the day, I was like, whatever, man. You know, the people who are gonna like me, they're gonna like me for me. And people who aren't, they're not gonna. And it just weeds away and it saves time. And that's why like rejection is it's like pretty beautiful yeah Yeah. it it is like because when you just put yourself out there and just let go of it all you know it's weird too because as i post more even on ig i see like i just kind of feel a little bit closer and happier to who i am it's like it's learning to i think it comes down to learning to accept who you are really right like and even when you come to school like in university when you really like do you are you doing this because of your parents are you doing the degree you truly want to do do because of you or your parents? Are you are you following what you truly want to be? Are you following this because of your parents, your friends, yeah. your society, yeah. uh, your girlfriend? Like, why are you really doing this? Yeah, and people yeah. think that's the only path. Like, oh, okay, this is the one path, and there's so much fear around doing something different. Like, oh, what? What do you mean? I can't become a doctor? Like. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I know I had this because I was going to do pharmacy. And I did that for a year and I had the grades for it. But at the at the start of my second year, I realized I don't want to live a life where I'm in a pharmacy clinic and I'm just counting pills, filling out forms. And I saw that because I went to one and I volunteered. And I just saw the look on their faces and how just sad and just how boring of a job it was and I was like dude I don't want to live that life mm-hmm. for fucking 30 years for the rest of my life that's insane man and and I feel like some people they that might have been their true calling but oh, you yeah, always totally kind of know yeah. like just the people who it's not the true calling you know the people who they're they're going through work and it, it's like tough it's it's not like a place that yeah. they're happy it's like and yeah totally yeah. like if that's if pharmacies you're calling like dude go count those tablets and fill out the forms right <laughs> yeah. like like do you but the way i can find that the way i like to when i can see it's not someone's true calling is when they've never even been to a fucking uh a doctor's clinic and they want to be a doctor you know, and they haven't, like, of course they've been there, but they haven't volunteered. They haven't spent the eight hours with the doctor. Or they don't know what it's like to be an accountant for eight hours a day. Like, they haven't actually seen what the job entails until they get into the job and then it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, imagine that. You do four years and you grind your ass off and then finally you're in this amazing desk. You sit down, your computer's in front of you and you're like, what the fuck? This is the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and you can't get out of that because you have student loans to pay, and then you have to support yourself because you moved out of your parents' house, and like you maybe you know you wanna you have a girlfriend and you want to support her, and like, it's just like whoa, people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just think I gotta get a stable job quick. I gotta get something out of university quick, mm-hmm. and they're not intentional with it. And, and I think that's why a lot of people, they don't live fulfilling lives. 
there's because they're seriously not intentional at all. Mm-hmm. And I know another major key too, especially for people coming out of university, or maybe you you don't even really need school for this, but it's instead of choosing, like this is something that really helped me, but choosing the specific company that you want to work for. You know, don't a lot. I know a lot of people. They spend a bunch of resumes and like, I just need to get a job in this area, and they send them to all. But it's like when you specialize down and just focus on like, okay, I really want to work with this company because of not just like the money, but the people who are there. Like, what I'll learn from it, what I'll actually take away from it, like the learning I'll do there. I feel like that gives you such a higher odds of actually getting that job because you're going in there with the intention that, okay, like I actually want to be there. Like. I'm, it's this specific place I, I want to be at. I can see myself there. Instead of just sending out thousands or hundreds of resumes and just, I just want to get paid. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, That's true. Because you, you did, what was your degree? I, I did a math degree. You did a math degree, yeah. okay. Can you, you want, can you talk about that? How was that for you? Okay, so the math degree for me, so okay, I flip-flopped around a lot in university. So I started with chemistry. Then I did like a little bit of actuarial stuff, and then I did a little bit of computer. And then I, then I went into computer science, and then I went to math. So essentially, my whole when looking back at university, I just need I just needed to get through it. But math was something. Part of it was it was really actually hard for me. Like a lot, I struggled a lot in university, uh, especially after the first two years because I was I was lost in gaming, and then my grades just hit the like hit low, 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 right? But part of it too is I wanted to feel smart enough. You know, like I remember, I'll never forget this actually. Uh, I was in this class and then I, um, I sat beside this guy in like in computer science and then the, I asked him a question and the one thing he replied was like, dude, are you even in computer science? And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that because I actually like, I actually like went to the library and I like cried. I remember that, that day I was like, felt so bad. And I was like always asking, always asking myself like, why is this so hard for me? Like when I get the tests back, when I get these scores back, like I'm trying my best. Like this is, like I felt like I lost something because like in, in high school, like in the last year, getting into this, I actually like was on point. Like I had everything good. The first year was like easy for me just to breeze, and then all of a sudden it's like just like that. I lost like my intelligence. But yeah. what I didn't realize there was it was actually my reticular activation system like blocking out all this stuff and during that time I was reading like all these self-development books like scanning all this information watching all these videos online and it's because I was learning more about that stuff and it was almost to the point where I couldn't actually like my brain was like crammed with so much of that that it was I actually couldn't even learn the school stuff anymore like it was a struggle but long story short that's sorry that, that was a tangent no that was great that was yeah good. long story short though I, I did I got through it all in the end and I can't even imagine how I really did, but it happened. And looking back at it, I'm, I appreciate it actually. Like, oh, yeah. it's not necessarily like what I got out of math that really helped me. It's not necessarily like the, the knowledge and the learning, the technical stuff, right? But the stuff that's really helped me in math was just the persistence behind it. I realized that getting this degree was really hard for me. There's a lot of times when I really wanted to quit. But now that I persisted through it, I realized the rest is easy. Like. For me, the next thing I'm going to be doing is moving to getting a tech job, right? And I know part of the reason why I know it'll happen is because it's just persist. I'm willing to to do the work now. You know, I'm willing to persist through it. It's not necessarily about the grades or how smart I am. It's just I actually am willing to go through enough 
pain and rejections and just learning what I need to learn to get to the point where I need to be. Because as long as you can persist through it and you, and you don't quit, like if you don't quit, you'll literally win at anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I really believe that to my core. If you persist through something, you'll actually, it'll work out with you. Because a lot of people, they just, part of the reasons why they don't get what they want out of life is because they quit too early. They just stop. And what they don't see is that if you just keep going, because other people around you are quitting, eventually you'll just, like so much success comes down to persistence. And people don't see that. Mm -hmm. Because if you dedicate your life to something, there's two ways here. You're either gonna die or you're gonna get there. Right, you're either gonna die or you're gonna be in the process of getting there. And every small little thing you do, one step at a time, gets you a little bit closer and closer and closer. It's like you're chipping away at that probability. You know, one little stack at a time. Yeah. If people just got like 0.5% better each week, mm. that adds up. Or even, let's just say like 1% better each week in an area, 52 weeks in a year, you can... I don't know if there's 52 weeks in a year, is there? Yeah, that's 52 okay. weeks. Yeah. yeah, 52, you can get better like 52% in a whole year, that's a shit ton of progress. And the main point I wanted to make about dating is if a guy actually commits to this and he gets better each week, 1%, you don't even have to get better each session, just each fucking week, 1%. Do it for months consistently, man. Get a mentor, get a coach. And at worst case scenario, if you're consistent, it'll probably take you you know, one to two years. Mm -hmm. And after that, well, you have that skill set for the rest of your life. When you're 40, you can walk into a networking event for your company and you can talk to people. You can actually engage with them. You know how to make them laugh and how to build a connection, mm -hmm. you know, or you can be at a wedding reception and just make everyone have a good time and have a good time yourself. Yeah, do a toast. Right. Yeah, and do whatever, right? Or you can have the amazing, you can have an amazing partner and, and know that this is a partner I chose, not mm -hmm. a partner that I was wound up with just because there's, you know, the, she was the only one there. It's like, no, I actually chose this person deliberately because I had the power to do that. Mm -hmm. I had the skill. And now this person helps me and we're building something so beautiful. And, and who knows? Like we're, And now we're impacting so much people. Maybe we even changed the world whatever happened, right? And mm -hmm. that's why I feel like this fucking skill set is so important. And it just takes time and effort and proper guidance. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, I, I guess we've been going for a while here, but I just want to wrap with two things here. Um, yeah, we were gonna uh, talk about death, but. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, well actually let's talk about death too. Oh, but I want to say this one before. thing. Damn, yeah, we're going, going, going hard. Oh, what was the thing I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, so like, yeah, I want to talk about this. So something that I know that's really, I struggle with this a lot, is the feeling where you're not, you don't have the skill set to be capable to do something. Like, let's say you want to do a public speak, like public speaking, or you want to start working out, or you want to like, talk to this girl or you want to apply for this job or learn how to do this math equation, but you don't know how, that's such a painful feeling. It's like you don't see a route, you don't see a skill set of how you can do it, so you really, 
so but you know you want to do something like that but you just don't have the skills to do it and so you feel like it's impossible it's like a fault of you you see what i mean like you could say like okay i could never i just i'm not good at public speaking you could say something like that right or i'm not ready yet. or i'm not ready yet but it's it's like no you just don't have the skill sets yet you haven't practiced it yet Right? Eventually, it's, it's you, nothing yeah, personal. It's nothing personal. There's no like why like we make big stories and big like assumptions about ourselves. Like oh, I could never do that. Oh no, like 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 me as a person who I am is not good enough and not capable enough for that. Wow, that is a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest bullshit statement ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> like part of that is is just human rationalization. Yeah, this is, this, I think this is, this is by far today the longest podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you topped the last one. The last one was an, an hour long. Oh, yeah. This one, Kyle's was pretty long too. I think it was about an hour, but this one's been... Oh, you did one with Kyle. Yeah, did one with Kyle. Yeah, that's pretty good. Did one with Kyle. So Kyle talked about... Um, talked about just... Kind of like being an intellectual and like studying and like learning and stuff like that. He talked a little bit about just mindsets and... You talked about a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we can we can save the death topic and if, like a few other life topics for another one. Yeah, dude, that's cool with you. I'm down 100. Okay. percent But you, you, we can even throw out the death topic now or do it whenever. Like, because the thing is, internet the podcast is always gonna be open to you. Yeah. Right? Like to, to my friends, like it's anytime, dude. Well, and we'll keep going, and also when with your podcast, like I want to be a guest on yours too. <laughs> yeah, when I get that started. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would say just. Just start earlier, man. Like, st- start these things earlier. Because uh, I might start a YouTube channel, man. You should I'm start a YouTube. I'm scared as fuck about to start it. You I'm should like, start, dude. I'm like, what am I going to look in front of a camera? And what are people going to think? Yeah, tr- trust me. Once you start it, there's going to be so much. Same thing with Zenfless, man. Like, once I started this, because I had it. People don't realize this. I had Zenfless.com for a year. It took me a year to get to this point. Like last October, I had this whole thing almost ready like six months ago. But part of it was I just had so much like resistance to actually putting myself out and like, mm. oh crap, what if this happens? And I, I actually haven't even put myself out that much yet. Like realistically, no, not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. But in my mind, it feels like it just feels like I'm exposed. You see what I mean? Yeah. And but I, at the same time, though. I've noticed that as I put this stuff out, I just naturally feel just really good about myself, man. I feel like, yeah, yeah, and part of it too is I don't have to hide anything anymore. You see what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like you'll you'll get out of doing your YouTube and your podcast and even your coaching stuff and traveling. Like, just realize this, dude, as you start to put, as you follow your heart's path, you, you see what I mean? And you learn and you realize that people will accept you and actually respect you a lot for, for, for doing it. Then you're like, oh shit, like, I've always wanted to do this. It feels good to do this. And then at the, at the same time, I'm not getting punished for doing this. I'm actually getting rewarded. And then you'll be like, whoa, I'm going to expand myself more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Right? And you just feel good because there's nothing you're hiding anymore. It's just like, this is inner. That's very true. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going to do that then. Because I, I love yeah. it when I see your story and you're like, new triceps workout <laughs> video, do this with your uh, water intake and 
make sure you do get the clean carbs or I don't know what he's saying, but I'm like, fuck, that's so sick. And now I'm seeing that for me where it's like, I could, I could post a video on like breaking down the like psychology of something or like breaking down what this guy thought in a boxing match and just like putting a snippet on Instagram and the rest on my story or even like doing a fucking documentary about like a temple I'm in this temple and like I give this nice experience of what this culture is like what the Hindu culture is like and then I go to Buddhist culture and then I give like a really cool vibe out of it I think you should dude I like that's see like you don't hold yourself back man because the longer you wait I I can guarantee this Cinder like there's a point where you feel like because we're young, we're like, I'm 23, you're 20, right? But at a certain point, it's like, okay, you don't want to be 30 and be like, oh, then it's not necessarily like, when you look at what people will think about you then compared to now, then it's like, okay, this guy should be getting his life together now. He, he could have started earlier. Yeah. You see what I mean? You want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to be 30 or 40 and be like, okay, now I'm just starting. I know. And, and, the, and, and, the, and the only thing that holds me back is the opinion of others. Yeah, but Literally. trust me, once you get your first video out there, all that stuff goes away. Because then you'll, what you'll see is like there's no threat. Like you'll put it out and it's funny, but a lot of your close friends won't even really watch it. They won't really care that much. But yeah, I bet, yeah. yeah, seriously, they won't even really care that much. They won't even really watch it. But the weird thing is a lot of people that you didn't expect, you'll be like, damn, like, thanks, man. Like, they'll think you'll get like, like, I really like, they'll watch it. It's, it's cool, dude. Yeah, even uh, getting, so I got pepper sprayed, I don't know if you know. But... Oh yeah, so what even happened about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I got pepper sprayed, but, and so okay, so I'm, I'm in the train, and yeah. um, I come home from a long day of work, and I'm just tired as fuck, I'm like four hours of sleep, I'm like, I just want to go home and chill the fuck out and sleep. So I'm on the train, and I'm, I'm just switching trains, right, I'm trying to get on the other train, and and uh, I reach City Hall and uh, I open the door and I walk out I turn to my right and this mist pepper spray just hits my face and I'm like blind and I, I literally can't see I'm disoriented and I'm like just trying to regain my balance walking and then I, I run to this woman I'm like yo yo help me like I, I don't know what's going on and, and then she was in shock or something and I just ran away from her and I was like dude I need help go up to this guy I'm like I need help right now like my eyes are my whole face is burning my eyes are burning like get me to a Timmy's and because I, I knew it was a uh, I knew it was Mace because it's happened to me before and uh, he just he's like okay let's go and then we run to the Timmy's and my fucking eyes are all teary and and, um, and burning and then I go to the lady I'm like yo I need some milk and then she gives me a carton of milk and I just run into the bathroom and I'm just like pouring it all over my face and, oh my god and then, and then eventually the burning just stopped and and uh it, it all eased up and I was like okay I didn't lose my vision because I seriously thought I lost my vision I was like fuck and when it when the pepper spray hit me I didn't know it was pepper spray I thought there was some tragedy that happened like mm-hmm. some like I don't know, like terror track or something like that, right? So I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? My whole world changed in that moment. But luckily, I was okay and my eyes are back to normal. So, wait, so did you find out who pepper sprayed you or? Yeah, so we called the cops 
I called the cops right there and they came, paramedics checked me and um, it was, I don't know who it was, but the pepper spray, it wasn't intended, like it wasn't right at me, Mm -hmm. it was at someone else and I was just in the vicinity, like it got blown through, I was like behind that person and then it just hit me. So luckily it wasn't a direct contact because then my eyes would have been burning for like one or two hours. They were only burning for like... 20 30 minutes oh yeah so what happened to the guy who was the direct contact like i don't know what happened there because i didn't see anything right when i walked out it just hit me so i, I didn't <laughs> see who did it what was happening what was the situation i just, i just got a letter in the mail they're like yeah you're the victim of, an, of a crime and if you need some <laughs> mental help like we got you <laughs> and uh yeah so i don't know what the fuck happened I really want to get the footage, but I don't think they'll give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. But through that, I was so scared to share that experience on Instagram. And I really wanted to just put my voice out there and tell people know how, like, I'm actually appreciative of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that and I was kind of vulnerable with it. And I made it concise and not like... Not everyone replied, obviously, but like 20, 30 people replied. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, people actually care for me. And that actually touched someone, you know, and, and it was the start of something. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why I think I got pepper spray. You know, I, I, believe, in, I believe in like the universe kind of gives us what we need. And my whole like logic in that is I needed that in order to start putting out my message. <laughs> yeah. yeah i like that's it's crazy too but you start to realize as you put those messages out and people respond to you like people there's people who are craving like a connection like that online mm-hmm. and you'll be let's say you post that and you're like why are people watching this yeah right you're like yeah. why would i really watch this but people are watching it and they're craving like yeah and you know i think it's just the stories that hold me back just the few things I was told when I was grown up by people, mm-hmm. it's like, I still think there's people, like that person is still gonna say that to me. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that person probably not even gonna give a fuck. He's just doing his own thing, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, and I, I think that was great. We should like include that. Okay. If you and can blend it in somehow. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. This is, that was actually amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I've told that story a few times, so I got a little, I kind of know how to tell it. <laughs> yeah. that, that, I think I agree with you. I feel like you really like take it as a blessing and realize that it, it didn't happen to you. It happened for oh, you. I know. And don't get me wrong. I was pissed for the first hour or two. I was like, what the fuck? Why this happen to me? I'm just trying to go home right now. I'm fucking hungry. I just want to sleep. Like, seriously, I just had to. I hate my fucking job. I'm just trying to get money for my trip. And like, I get fucking pepper sprayed. Like, I did nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> so like <laughs> I, I'm thinking that too <laughs> yeah but then I, it was, it was yeah. a blessing man, <laughs> then I realized a deeper lesson of it mm. <laughs> well with that guys we're going to wrap up the Zenfulness podcast um, I just want to take this time to thank Inder for coming on the show this has been the longest podcast episode so far and we literally got caught in a time warp so time just kind of flew by and we had no clue what was going on so I'm just going to pass on to Ender to let him uh, give some last words of wisdom, maybe his social likes and stuff like that. And then we will uh, see you guys in the next podcast.
cool yeah dude it was awesome to be here and i, I just i love coming to something like this and just sharing ideas so yeah in the future a podcast will be starting a youtube channel and my instagram page is going to be filled with like travel content of beaches and like sunsets and caves and jungles so if you guys want to see any of that it's at inder.dylan8 and yeah let me know um how you guys like this podcast and thank you jeremy no worries and of course we'll get into back mowing soon